Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. You're not going to hear anything new tonight. Uh, you just pray the Lord will speak to our hearts. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Turn with me now away back to Jude, just before the book of Revelation. Uh, one verse there, you'll know the thrust of our message tonight. In verse 24. Verse 24. If you don't have a Bible, don't worry about that. Jude and verse 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Turn with me now just for one more verse, and that is in Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. And then we're just going to bow in a moment of prayer, please. Hebrews chapter 7 and in verse 25. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. And we know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word. Bow with me just for a wee moment there in prayer. And then uh, we'll just ask the Lord to help us tonight and to take control of the meeting. You're in here tonight and you're saved. You pray with us and pray for us during the meeting tonight that the Lord will get all of the honor. Father, we just bow again in thy presence. And Father, the cry of our heart would be, I'm sure, is Lord, we long and we crave for the sense of our God to be in the midst. And so, Father, we just cry tonight uh, in the moments that we have remaining, we pray, Lord, that the atmosphere will be charged with an awareness of God. Lord, you know who is here in this meeting tonight. You know every need, Lord. And Father, we come before one and we thank God that you're able to meet every need. And so, Lord, we just cry tonight that you'll do a work in this meeting. And we cry that you'll bring something to birth. And Father, I just pray tonight I have nothing to offer thee. I come before thee as an empty vessel. And I pray, Lord, with the power and unction of the Spirit of God, that thou indeed wilt fill me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. And, Father, that indeed tonight that you would be pleased to use your word. We pray for those in the meeting tonight that are not saved. We pray, Lord, before this, this meeting is over, Lord, that the, they'll go out through these doors, people transformed by the power of the gospel. And so, Lord, we just ask it now. Take away every distraction. We come against every demon and every spirit tonight. And we bind them. We use our God-given authority tonight. And we resist the devil. And we cry, Lord, that you'll cleanse the very atmosphere. May the word of God find a good resting place tonight. We ask it in the precious and worthy name of thy Son. Amen. I want to speak to you tonight for a moment or two about the person of the Lord Jesus. I tell you tonight, dear friends, there's no one better that I could turn you to tonight than the person of the Savior himself. You know he was unique. I'm going to bring you to a few things tonight that he can do, that no one else can do. You'll not find a man like this in Balnahinch tomorrow. You'll not meet a man like this in Lisburn tomorrow. There's some things that he can do that no one else can do. The first thing that he can do, and it's in the last verse that we read, 
He can save. He can save. You know, I was thinking today and I was praising the Lord as I was coming up the road. I'm glad to be saved. Glad to be saved. I'm glad I can look back to a day in my life when I was saved. I'm glad I can go back to a day when I realized that I was a sinner and realized that the Savior died for me. And I'm glad that I repented and asked him into my heart. And I want to ask you a wee question tonight. Are you saved? Are you saved? If I was to go from the back of this meeting tonight and work my way to the front and put my arm around you and gaze into your eyes and ask you, are you saved? What would you say? Well, I'm nearly saved. I should be saved. Not saved. You maybe ask me tonight, Stephen, what would I need to be saved from? You remember the angel that came to Joseph. Matthew 1.21 Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. You remember the Lord Jesus in Luke 19. He said this in verse 10. I am come to seek and to save that which is lost. To save. You remember the Apostle Paul said this, this is a faithful saying, unworthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. You know sin's a big problem, isn't it? You'll find it in every county, every country, every town, every home, and every heart in this meeting tonight. Sin. The Word of God says, for all have sinned. Come short. The glory of God. Can I say to you tonight, dear friends, there's some things about sin, and I'm going to lay them before you with the help of God tonight. You'll find in 1 Corinthians 15, the Apostle Paul talks about the strength of sin. You know, sin has got a power. It's got a power. I wonder, is there a man in this meeting tonight, and you know all about the power of sin? Maybe you've used language or terminology like this. I'm never going to do that thing again. Maybe after a day you're back doing it again. You'll hear those tomorrow morning in your workplace saying, I'm never going to touch the bottle again. This time next week they'll have touched it. You'll hear of young men saying, I'm not going to touch pills. I'm not going to take another line. I'm not going to take another needle. They're back again. Why? Power. Power. It masters us, grips us. I tell you tonight, dear friends, and we were singing about it, the Lord Jesus Christ, the hymn writer had it right when he put it like this, he breaks the power of cancel sin. He sets the prisoner free. I wonder, do you want to be free tonight? Free. We sang about it. You were singing it tonight. Free. Free. Oh, I wonder, are you free tonight? Free. You know, you could be in this meeting tonight as a believer and gripped with sin. You could be in this meeting tonight and have a, a secret sin. No one else knows anything about it. Maybe it could be pornography. Maybe it could be lust. Maybe it could be bitterness or envy or unforgiveness. And it has a grip on you tonight. Can I say to you tonight, the Lord is able to save. He's able. That's not my words. It's his word. He's able to save. 
Not only is there the power of sin. You remember the Apostle Paul said this in Romans 7. He said, for the good that I would, I do not. But the evil that I would not, that I do. The things that I hate doing, I always do them. The things that I want to do, I never can do them because there's a power that holds me. I would feel there's someone in in this meeting tonight and you're just like that. It's just a cycle. Repentance, sin. But you're not free tonight. Not liberated. You're not like the man who the Lord Jesus came, the demonic of Gadara. Whenever the Lord Jesus came, he was totally transformed from the crown of his head to the sole of his foot. Is that you tonight? And the prayer of my heart over this meeting tonight that God would give us honesty. Honesty. Not only is there the power of sin, you'll find in Hebrews 11 the pleasure of sin. Pleasure. Sin is a pleasure. Let me say a wee word to some young men in the meeting tonight. You're maybe tasting the pleasure of the world. But can I say to you today, that season will soon be over. The season will soon be over. Half past nine last Sunday night, three young people, their season was over. And it has troubled me. Because those three young people are out in eternity. I don't know where. But if they died the way they lived, I wonder, will that be you? There was a young man standing beside me in Cookstown Street in 2008. We were out for his 21st birthday. A young man came over and hit him in the head. One punch. Season of sin was over. I tell you, dear friends, that's big business. Imagine to sit in Balna Hinch New Testament Pentecostal church and to hear the singing and to sing the hymns redeemed, I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, but not really saved, not really redeemed. And to go out over into the deadline, over into eternity, the season of sin will be over. I tell you, Whenever the pleasures of sin are over, you know what happens. It says in James 1.15, Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And I have no pleasure in standing here and telling you that, friend. But there's been 150,000 men and women around the world today. And they've stepped over the threshold into eternity. Someday that will be you. Someday that will be me. It matters not what they write on the epitaph. It matters not what the pastor says at the grave. It matters not what hymns they pick or what verses they quote. Where will your soul be? Sin. You see, sin, the pleasures of sin, it's like the ivy around the tree. Starts small and ends big. You'll find the man grappling at the door of the pub tomorrow started with one drink. You'll find the man with a broken family because he's gambled away his money one bet. You'll find the young man or young woman lying in the gutter. Broken life. One pill. Wonders a young man in this meeting tonight and you're starting to play with sin. I don't know. There's a wee verse in Corinthians that says the Lord knows. Be honest. Forget about those behind 
Forget about those beside you. Is God putting his finger on you tonight? Is that me? Is that you? Pleasure. Not only is there the strength of sin and the pleasure of sin, you'll find in Hebrews 3, it says the deceitfulness of sin. I tell you that word there is a delusion. Delusion. Sin offers more than what it can give. It promises pleasure and gives nothing but pain. How do I know? Go to the man that was in the act of adultery last night. You'll find his family broken. Sin promised him pleasure. It's offered nothing but pain. It promises life and it gives nothing but death. It promises happiness and ends in hell. Promises fulfillment and gives nothing but broken. I tell you tonight, dear friends, there's those across our land and they're being deceived by sin. But not only is there the deceitfulness of sin and the pleasure of sin, Romans 6.23, it says the wages of sin is death. And our sister prayed about it tonight. I heard her praying about it. And I must confess, I don't like the word. But it's there, and I have to say it tonight, there's a place called hell. It's as real as the seat upon which you're sitting. And if you want to know what hell is like, there's one place that I could take you to. You maybe wouldn't think about going here to look about it, but find it out. But it's at the cross. It's a strange place to find about hell. You see, at the cross there was darkness. You remember after the Lord Jesus, men stripped him and scoffed him. And spat upon him. Nailed him to a cross. You know what happened? Twelve o'clock, God turned out the lights of hell. Darkness. I'll tell you, Jude, he talks about the blackness of darkness. You remember the plague that came into Egypt that said it was a darkness that could be felt. Darkness. I'll tell you tonight, dear friends, that thought to put a shiver up her spine. There's millions in darkness. Are you going there? Come on now. Be honest. Is that what you're going for? Darkness. The blackness of darkness. Not only was there darkness at the cross, there was pain there. The Lord Jesus said, and I didn't say it, he said there's weeping and there's gnashing of teeth. I tell you, dear friends, if we could lift the lid of it, we would hear something of pain. The cry. And the groan, and the gnashing of teeth. Wasn't it the head of the European Union said that there's a special place in hell? A few days ago, you know what he said to the European Union? He said, don't go to hell. And if you're not going to listen to me tonight, listen to the president of the European Union. Young man, don't go to a lost eternity. But not only is there darkness there, and I have no pleasure in preaching this tonight, and not only is there pain there, but there's a wrath of God there. Do you see whenever my Savior was on the cross? I tell you, it wasn't the nails and it wasn't the scourging, it wasn't the spitting that could save you and me. God poured the billows of his wrath upon him. The waves of the wrath of God flowed over the Son of God. Was it for me? 
for me alone. The Saviour left his glorious throne. The dazzling splendor of the sky was it for me. He came to die. Oh, it was for me. Yes, all for me. Oh, love of God, so rich, so free. Oh, wondrous love. I shout and sing, it was for me. Sinner in the meeting, it was for you tonight. Come on now. You know it well. You know he died for you. But not only was there darkness and not only was there pain there, it was a lonely place. I, I would say there's a few lonely people in this meeting tonight. And you know what it is to go home and you'll turn the key and you'll go into an empty house and you'll be able to cut the loneliness with a knife. I tell you, dear friends, we hear men and women laughing. I meet them regular, saying, I'll go to have a party and a lost turned. Have a barbecue there, friends. You'll not have a barbecue there. You'll be there alone. Alone. And you'll be alone in the darkness. And then not only will you be alone in the darkness, you'll be there with the wrath of God. Let me ask you a wee question. Are you saved tonight? This is what he wants to save you from. He wants to save you. I tell you, dear friends, not only does the word of God say that he's able to save, that's what he can do. But whenever you get a tradesman coming to your house, the next question you ask him is, how well can you do? Know what the word of God says? He's able to save to the other. That word there is the word completely. That word there is the word perfectly. That word there is the word to be absolutely sure and saved and you'll know it. Save to the uttermost. I can say this to you tonight, dear friends. If you come to the Lord with all of your burden, all of your guilt, all of your shame, there's many things I can't promise you. But there's one thing I can promise you. He'll save you and he'll save you to the uttermost. You know what that means? The man that gets saved that's an alcoholic, I believe it that the Lord can set that man free. I believe the young man or young woman that's hooked on drugs, drugs, pornography, adultery, sodomy, whatever it may be, you come to the Lord tonight, he'll save you and set you free. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I tell you tonight, if you want to be free, you'll not get it from a psychologist. You'll not get it from a bottle or a tablet or a doctor. There's one man, and one man alone that can save you, and it's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's some man, isn't he? Some man. He's able to save to the uttermost all them that come unto God by him. Able to save. Can I say a wee word of encouragement to some of the parents in the meeting tonight? With a wayward boy or a wayward girl. This is God's word. He's able to save. Able to save. He can break in in your home as well as my home. Able to save to the uttermost. I tell you. I, whatever the Lord does, he does it well. Does it well. But not only does he save, that's what he does. And he can save to the uttermost, that's how well he can do it. Big question is tonight, who, he, who can he do it for? Who's this message for? Is it for a certain group of our society? Is it for a certain group of men that have a certain amount of digits in their bank account? Is it for some spiritual elite? The Word of God says here that He's able to save to the uttermost them that come, come 
unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth. I wonder, will you come to him tonight? Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Come. Woman, young woman in the meeting tonight, if you want to be saved, just come. Come to the Lord. Come now, let us reason. Together, saith the Lord. This is the old hymn I was thinking about it today. Come with me, visit Calvary, where our Redeemer died. His blood that fills the fountain, tis full, tis deep, tis wide. He died from sin to sever, our hearts and lives complete. He saves and keeps forever those lying at his feet. This is what the Course says, to the uttermost, Jesus saves. To the uttermost, Jesus saves. Dare you now believe and his grace receive. To the uttermost, Jesus saves. I tell you tonight, dear friend, if you're willing to come, he's willing to save. Wednesday there, 20th of March, was Universal Happiness Day. I don't know how many of you were happy or not. <laughs> Universal Happiness Day. If you had seen me, you wouldn't have thought I was involved in it. But can I say to you tonight, there's some happy men in the Scriptures. Psalm 31, verse, Psalm 32, verse 1. Blessed or happy is he whose transgressions are forgiven. And whose sin is covered. Tell me tonight, are you happy? Can you point till the day? Come on, you men at the back now. You young girls. Can you go till the day and say, that was the day I'm saved? Because if you can't, you're going to the blackness. You're going to the darkness. You're going to the pain. You're going out into a lost eternity. You couldn't tell me you could get saved tonight. You may never see it. You couldn't tell me you'll come back tomorrow and get saved. You may never see it. Come now. 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 Not only can he save, that's what he can do. Not only can he save to the uttermost, that's how well he can do it. Not only can he save those that come. You maybe ask me a question, why can he save? <laughs> the word of God says, seeing he ever lived. You see the Lord Jesus now for a moment. Nailed to a cross and stripped and crowned with thorns. And the wrath of God is poured on him for 180 minutes. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was forsaken that you and I might never be forsaken. And you remember how he gave up the ghost. and His body was laid in the grave for three, three days. Oh, we sing it, and I'm sure you Pentecostals could sing it better than we could up at Dungannon. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty victor o'er his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain. He lives forever, saints to reign. Now, the word of God tells me that where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst. Now, just hold on. That means he's here tonight. The Word of God says that He's at your elbow. Your elbow. I would feel in this meeting tonight there's somebody that He's saying one word to. Come. You're going to have to come. You see, whenever you come to Him, friends, you have to come away from other things. 
You're going to have to make a 180 degree turn from those sins and that immorality and the drink and the drugs and all the things that are ruining your life. And you're going to have to let it go. And you're going to have to do a 180 degree turn and you'll say, Lord, will you take me? You know what he'll do? He'll save you there and then. He could save you in the seat where you're at tonight. There's only one thing stopping him from saving you. So you're not coming. There's one group of people in the Word of God and the world that God can save. You know who they are? Those that will not come. There's a man, and I think I've told you the story before, but last year in Cookstown we were doing the mission. There's a man I tried to get into the mission. Eight weeks. He wouldn't come. He says, if the Lord Jesus was standing before me, Stephen, I, wouldn't, I couldn't take him. I said, Kenny, why? He says, I take a beer once. Saturday night every six weeks. The week before the end of that mission, he was found dead in his home for a week. Black as tar. That man has spent one year in eternity. If Kenny was in this meeting tonight, young person, you know what he'd say to you? Whatever you do, make sure and come. And whenever you do, do it now. Come now. Let us reason together. Come now. Come on now. That's what he can do. Some man, isn't he? He's able to save. Now, not only can he save very quickly, he's able to keep. I wonder, is there someone in this meeting tonight and you're saying this, oh, I couldn't keep it. Couldn't keep it. Oh, the drinking, all the drugs, and all of the immorality, it's got a hold of me, Stephen, and I can't break it. Neither you can. God doesn't expect you to. He'll do the breaking. He'll do the saving. He'll do the keeping. You do the coming. It says that he's able to keep you from falling. You from falling. That word to keep there is the word to guard. It's the word to give victory over sin. Now let me say a wee word to believers here tonight. God never meant us to live in a low plane. You see what Christ died for? He died to give us victory over sin. Now, let me say a wee word to you in the meeting. I'm sure there's every single one of us in this meeting tonight have a besetting sin. You wouldn't tell me what yours is. You don't talk about this around the dinner table. But can I say to you tonight, whatever it is, mother, whatever your sin is, father, young man, young woman, whatever your sin is tonight, the Lord can give you victory over it. Victory over it. I tell you tonight, there's victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He loved me, and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Victory. He's able to keep. He's able to keep. It says there in 1 Peter 5, that you are kept by the power of God. The power of God. Give me a, let me give you a illustration. You go into Ulster Bank there. Brian Anna gives you a tenner there, and you head under the bank and bound the hinge. And you put it and you lodge it in the bank. Ulster Bank or whatever it is. That whole, all the power of that bank is behind that £10 note to keep it safe. So that no one will steal it. No one will take it. Do you see if you come to the Lord tonight? Do you see if you get saved? Friend, it's all the power of God will be behind you to keep you. And He'll never let you go. Oh, your friends will give up on you. And your family may give up on you. And I may give up on you. But thank God He'll not give up on you. I says they're in the palm of my hand. Hand. Ah, maybe there's a believer in here. 
and your grip has started to slacken on him. <laughs> Desire is gone. It's just words. It's not really in the heart anymore. And you sing the hymns and it's not really from the heart. And you're cold and you know it and you don't, you're not walking with the Lord and you know it. Ah, you may let, let go of him. Thank God he'll never let go of you. I will never leave thee. Nor forsake thee. Will you come back to him tonight? You're going to come. He's able to keep you from falling. Listen to the words of the great apostle. For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. Against that day. You know what that tells me? He'll keep me whenever he'll keep me whenever I go into the hospital. He'll keep me when I go to the appointment. He'll keep me when I have to go to the workplace. He'll keep me whenever I have to work with the world or have to do some sort of business with people. He'll keep me. I tell you, he'll keep friends. Keep. Is that what's stopping you from getting saved tonight? Couldn't keep it. Ah, friends, let me say to you tonight, the only reason I'm here is not because of who I am. No, no. You know the only reason I'm here tonight? It's the power of God has kept me from the day I've got saved. I'm no different than you, you know. Don't think for a minute that men stand behind this desk or in some spiritual level that you're not on. I tell you, we're all subject to sin. But I tell you tonight, dear friend, he's able to keep you if you come. Come. You going to come? Honestly, now. It's just going to be another meeting where you'll sing your hymns and go out. You'll not come. He's still at your elbow. Young man, he's still beside you. You've talked about it many times before. But you're still not going to come. Not only will he keep and not only will he save, I'll tell you this, the Lord can sympathize. And we didn't read the verse tonight for time's sake. But in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 18, it says this, he's able to succor them that are tempted. And that word succor there is the word to help. Now let me say a word tonight. I wonder is there a prayer or a cry going up from some broken heart. Lord, will you help? Will you help? You're going to help. Lord, the family can't help. My friends won't help. But will you help? I tell you, there's a woman. You take your Bible and read Matthew 15. She was a Syrophoenician woman. Her daughter was possessed with a demon. You know what she came and she said? One word. Help. Help. Is that you tonight? Lord, I need help. I need you to help. Maybe you are saved tonight. Thank God for that. The world has got a grip of you tonight. You need help. I say this to you, friends, that you'll never read about the Lord Jesus beating the man yet. But he'll help you. That word there is the word to eat. Do you need help tonight? Honestly, now, come on. Talk to me. Do you need help? Do you need help? Oh, don't go to a doctor. Go to the great physician. Oh, don't go to a clergyman. Go to the Prince of Peace. Help. You know what the psalmist said? I will lift up mine eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. Help. Lord, I need help. I need help with the family. 
I need help with the help. You going to help? You know what the Lord says? I'm able to succor. I'm able to help. I'm able to help. But not only does that word mean to help there, I tell you, as I said, it's the word to aid. It's the word to sympathize. I don't know your trials tonight. I don't know your struggles. Listen to the word of God. We have a high priest who was touched with all the feelings of our infirmity. He was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. Can I say to someone in the meeting tonight, and you know all about being forsaken. He knew all about being forsaken. Maybe you're here tonight and you know all about being misunderstood. I tell you, he knew. You know all about suffering tonight. He knew. You knew all about pain and loneliness. Oh, look to the man of sorrow. The one who was acquainted with grief. I can't sympathize with you tonight. I'm maybe not where you are. But there's a man in the glory tonight and he has been there. He's going to help you if you let him tonight. You're going to let him. You're going to let him. He's going to lift the latch your will. Say, Lord, tonight, I'm going to come. I want you to save me. I want you to restore me. I want you to give me victory over sin. I want help. Help with lust. Some of you young men, you'd be clicking away during the week. You need help now. Come on. I wonder if there's someone here and you know all about self-harm. You need help. You know what the word that came to the Philippian jailer was? Do thyself no harm. You need help. Not only does he save, not only does he do it well, not only does he keep, not only can he sympathize, I'll tell you this, he can surprise. Some of you women, you like a wee surprise every now and then. Tell me about it. I'll tell you this, dear friends, the Lord can surprise. We read it tonight. We hear a lot, and I've mentioned it maybe here before, we hear a lot about Class A drugs, don't we? Here's a few Class A words for you. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Is there anything he can't do? Is there? There's a few things. He can't save you if you're not going to come. He can't save the devil. But he can do everything else, I'm sure. There's nothing too hard for God. He's able. He's able to surprise. And I can say, I can look back to time in my life when I've got into the closet and say, Lord, you give me something I never even asked. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Young woman in the meeting tonight, the devil will destroy your life. He'll ruin it. He'll throw you in the gutter and take you to the lost eternity. Here's a man that wants to surprise you. He's able to do it. Man in the meeting tonight, you're ravaged by sin and well you know it. Come to the Savior tonight. I tell you, he'll surprise you. Change your life. You'll never regret it. Oh, I haven't got time to go through the rest of them. I'll give you one more. Hook it out when you go home. There's a young man, King Amaziah. There's a man of God came to him one day and you know what he said? The Lord is able to give thee 
much more than this. Not only can the Lord save you tonight, and not only can the Lord surprise you tonight, and not only can He sympathize with you and secure you, I'll tell you, He'll satisfy you. Satisfy. He'll give you the longings of your heart. Can I say to you tonight, the world may give you drink, the world may give you pleasure for a season, it may give you drugs, and may give you enjoyment for a while, but here's a man that's able to give you much more than all of this put together. Hallelujah. How do I know? Because I read it in the book. No. How do I know? Because somebody told it to me. No, no. How do I know? Because what he did for me, he can do for you. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, man, he can do for you tonight. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. You going to let him do it now? Honestly. You going to let him do it? Are you going to switch off tonight? Say, Lord, I know I'm not saved. I need to get saved. Lord, I want you to see it. Man in the meeting tonight struggling with sin, lust, or whatever it may be. Are you going to come tonight again? Are you going to let him relight the fire? Going to let him relight the fire, the flame in your heart that you used to have? You come in tonight and you say, Lord, I need help. I need you to help me. I say this before I close. The Lord Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguring. Asian Mark 9. There's a father there. Maybe there's a father here. His son says he was a lunatic. You know what he said to the Lord? Help us. Lord, will you help us? Ah, there's a man here. He's greater than me. He's the greatest man that ever was. Ah, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our neck. The chastisement of our peace is upon him and by a stationary. He's at your elbow tonight. He wants to change. He wants to change. He wants you to go out through those doors tonight, a man or woman that can really sing what we sang tonight. Free, free, free. There's one thing you need to do now. You're going to have to come. Let's bow in a moment of prayer. Thank you for being patient with us tonight. I want you just to still your heart before the Lord. You know tonight if you're saved. Maybe you're here and you're back sin. You're in this meeting tonight and sin has become to be pleasurable it's deceived you friend it's going to destroy you you're going to have to come to the Lord tonight and let him change you and liberate you and save you cleanse you and wash you from your sin Father we just bow before thee at the end of another meeting Lord, we have nothing more to say to these dear folk. Lord, you know where we all are in thy presence tonight. We would feel tonight that there's men in this meeting.
on the cry of their heart is for help. Oh God, we cry that there'll be help that'll come from the sanctuary. We pray for a young woman in this meeting tonight. And Father, I pray. I'm asking. God, that you'll draw her. That you'll draw her to yourself. And Lord, that you'll save her, whoever she may be in this meeting tonight. We pray for a young man that's here. We don't know who he is or where he's from, but we pray, Lord, for young men in this meeting. And they know, Lord, they know that they're not real tonight. And you want them to come. We're asking you tonight, Lord, that you'll save and that your son will get all of the glory. We ask in the Saviour's name. Amen. I want to just read this hymn to you, and then I'm going to hand over to Tim. I want you just to listen to these words. Give me your attention just for two, two minutes. O come, sinner, come. O why do you delay? Come on. The pressing invitation is that you should come today. Tomorrow has no promise that it can give to you. Tomorrow's just eternity hidden from your view. O come, sinner, come, accept the offered grace, for death may soon be calling you into its cold embrace. The summer will be ended, the harvest will be past. O your lamentation then shall be, my soul is lost at last. You remember that young girl and those two young men seven nights ago today about this time wasn't a car accident wasn't a gun or a bomb just a crush out on teacher. Friend, if you want a wee word with us tonight speak to us. God's name don't go out into a lost eternity. There's a man in this meeting tonight that's able to save you if you'll come. Have a wee word with us or Tim here, whoever you want to, and we'll help you all that we can. The Lord bless you. Thank you.